Good day and welcome to the Travel Companion podcast with this week in sustainable travel. Special guest today is Courtney Harewood. He's in studio in Chiswick. I've known Courtney for quite a while now, roughly 12 to 13 years. He lives in London and Courtney was born in Guyana. And Guyana is a country with 75% rainforest. And that is very pristine rainforest, one of the most pristine rainforests in the world. So at this podcast, we talk about responsible travel, sustainable travel, volunteering, wellness travel, funny, inspiring and extraordinary travel tales. And in the process, we touch on organizations and people that are doing the right thing, that are helping to do the right thing. Um, so here we come to Courtney. And uh, why Courtney? Well, I mentioned Guyana. Now, Guyana was in the news three days ago. They have invited companies that are interested in purchasing the first free deliveries of the government's share of the country's looming oil production. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that the country is going to change significantly. And I talked with Courtney uh, about his opinion, about how that might change and will change for the good of the people, the country, and how that will affect the rainforest, which I think is very important. So there's a lot to talk about. It was fantastic to have him on the podcast. Uh, talking about the podcast, um, if you would like to support us, please go to our website, um, that is podcasts. Earth, or you can go to atravelcompanion.com. If you're feeling generous, uh, you can buy me a coffee or two. So here, without further ado, is the podcast with Courtney Harewood talking about Guyana. And today we're here with Courtney. Courtney Harewood with a middle name, which I never heard before until the beginning of this week, I believe. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's famous within the circles. The circle of friends, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> the circle of past friends who um, patronized me in the music world. Okay, we won't do that then. Um, <laughs> I, I did work with uh, Courtney on a number of uh, projects. I've known him for 10 years. And uh, the last project we worked on was for the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, which was with uh, full cooperation of the United Nations. Well, what can I say? Indeed. And Courtney is from Guyana. The greatest place you could ever visit. <laughs> I mean, I, I say that with great humility. Yeah, yeah, what is yeah. going on over yeah, here? Yeah, what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> and Guyana is 75% rainforest at the moment. Well, let's hope it stays that way. 7% savannah. Yeah. Very exciting territory to visit as well. Is it? Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about Guyana. Yeah. And uh, you're speaking with a Guyanese who hardly knows Guyana. Okay. I've I've dreamt about taking, I don't know, six months to a year just to discover my homeland fully. But um, when are you going to do that? We're going to start in <laughs> January 2020. January 2020. Oh, that, that's like uh, like uh, what do you call that when you have good intentions for the new year? Oh, more than good intentions. The ticket has been bought, as they say. There you go. And you also have lived in Trinidad. Trinidad, in yes. Panama, but you're actually uh, living in the UK as we speak. Yes, the UK, which drew us all in uh -huh. uh, to ascertain how do we get hold of that picture of the Queen in those little <laughs> rectangular <laughs> pieces of paper. <laughs> Excellent. Now, um, Guyana has been uh, has been mentioned by a number of. Uh, magazines, travel magazines lately, Condé Nast Traveler has listed Guyana 
as one of the 20 destinations to visit in uh, 2020. And I'm just wondering if that might have something to do with it as well, with the fact that the uh, oil and gas sector, uh, well, actually has come into light as well lately, and they're looking for buyers and everything, and they're making inways. So uh, maybe they're just giving these awards just to, you know, to make sure that Guyana doesn't deteriorate too much with oil and gas and stays the way it is. What, what, what do you think? There may be some truth in that, but... Um I can say with a fair bit of certainty that um, the Guyanese authorities, for a number of reasons, political, Mm -hmm. certainly, and I mean economic political, Mm -hmm. um, were keen to promote the idea that Guyana should be seen as a global carbon sink. Mm -hmm. And Because? Well, I think they felt that the rainfall should be preserved and... As a national territory, Guyana was one of the few places left in the world which had, uh, uh, I wouldn't say 100% pristine rainforest with all Uh the ecosystems, but it was close as damn it. Um, There was a lot of degradation, and it has been a lot of degradation in the Brazilian side, the Colombian side, and uh, even as far south um, as the Bolivian side. And so what a number of... um, Guyanese presidents were trying to do, not very successfully, was to basically try and get the rest of the world that had money mm-hmm. to persuade them not yep. to cut the trees down. Right. But correct? now, now there's oil, there's gas, and it's not just offshore. It's no. also inland in the rivers. And I've been myself, I've been uh, a couple of years ago, I've uh, been to Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there in the Orinoco wetlands, which is the swamps, which they found oil reserves underneath. And enough oil, as a matter of fact, to supply the world supply Mm -hmm. of oil. So everyone in the world for the next 30 years with the oil that's found there. And I spoke to the people there and they say, this place is going to change so much. It is. You have no idea. This place is going to be, you will not recognize it when you come back in 10, 15 years' time. It will yes. not exist anymore as it is right now. Yes. Are there chances that might happen? In uh... Well, there's always a good chance that will happen in Guyana as well. I think yeah. there's, still, there's still a tradition uh, within the Guyana, in fact, in all political parties mm. and civil society, of trying to preserve the rainforest and trying to preserve the benefits of the rainforest for Guyanese citizens. Yeah, for everyone, um, I would say. Huh? For everyone, for the yeah. world. And they've, they've tried to cast their net globally, with particularly with the the Irikrama project. Yeah. Um, I think that finally came to fruition with one of the previous presidents who formalized it. That's a while ago as well, isn't it? It's in the 1990s, yeah. Yeah. So has um, that happened? It's happened. It's functional. It's always struggled with that terrible thing, lack, money, of, lack of money. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And um, you, you've pulled out the relationship between the incoming oil companies and that project. And of course, um, I think it's SO, Exxon, mm-hmm. have invested some money into mm-hmm. the research. But it's never enough, I suppose. It's never enough to, to, to sustain and to come to some kind of workable conclusions as to how the rainforest can um, sustain itself and yet allow industry into to see what's possible right uh, so that kind of balancing act that kind of, those kind of contradictions are definitely there in the system right now right obviously there's been a lot of news lately with uh, rainforest uh, amazon um for mm-hmm. example in, in in brazil yeah 
Um, we have a number of people that are spreading a lot of lies about it. And there is also some truth in it as well. The truth, let's start with that first. Obviously, tropical rainforest uh, on the earth, um, they occupy only 7% of, of, of earth, but they capture and store um, without any cost whatsoever, 1.3 billion tons of carbon. So it's carbon capture that's being done very well by yes. the rainforest at no cost at all. So that's that's obviously a good thing, which we would like to preserve. And that's what's uh, obviously Guyana and the government and the project which you just mentioned was the... Irogramma. Irogramma project, yeah. yeah. They're doing that that uh, obviously very well. Mm-hmm. Um, then, obviously, there's a number of climate activists and people who want to have uh, some ideas into the world, like French President Macron, mm-hmm. who said that the Amazon actually is the, uh, the lungs of the world, produces 20% of the planet's oxygen, which is a load of rubbish. It's not true, um, because the depleting the oxygen uh, its supply is just not at all uh, uh, there because the um, oxygen production of plant growth is offset by the decomposition from plants. Of course. F. There you go. You did not know that, did I you? I didn't know that. I learned there something you go. today. Yeah, there you go. So that, that's obviously is a lie. And the second lie is that the Amazon, they say it's burning, but if you go to NASA, nasa.gov, you can actually see the images. And mm-hmm. the fact is that... Um, the colors that you see, the bright red colors, are actually number of fires that are observed within a thousand square kilometer area. So when you zoom in, mm-hmm. these are all little, little fires, which altogether, if you zoom out, become a very red area. Right, right, right. It's actually not true. And if on NASA, all the government says as well, and they have changed it a little bit uh, since uh, obviously all the publicity about the Amazon, but in the beginning they said that uh, it was actually uh, the, the total fire activity was slightly below average in comparison to the past 15 years. So that's totally different from what everyone is saying. And then they changed that a little bit and they said it has been close to average. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So um, no, no difference whatsoever, really. Well, uh, it depends what the norm is. Mm-hmm. Is that as well? I mean, if, if the Brazilian government... <laughs> Without taking a contrary position, but if the Brazilian government is looking to clear for farming, you mm-hmm. know, which they, you know they have a right to, to think about. Sure, that was disclosed to average over the past fifteen years, so that has not 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 changed whatsoever. Yeah, I, I didn't know but that. But it's on an ongoing basis. It's obviously not a good thing. Not a good thing. Yeah, it's no. no. not a good thing. Yeah, we've we've actually in Guyana just to come back to Guyana. I yeah. think what's helped Guyana, strangely enough, is a negative. Okay. Because there's been negative population growth. Mm-hmm. I would say in the last 40 years. So how many people do you have? Um, less than a million. I think last count, it was below 800,000 people. Right. And you're here. So that's 800,000 minus one. Minus you know, one. Minus one. Oh, my God. But, it's going downhill. But I'm going to put my foot back on the ground and see what I can do. I think that uh, even my children, I was um, married to a Trinidadian woman, which is what takes me to Trinidad. Yeah. You have, your uh, children are still there, right? My children are still there. Yeah. And... Um, one of the things that I am... Could they live in Guyana? I think so. I think so. No, this, I mean, do they have? Do they need like a visa or passport? No, 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 no. No, they don't. They as have long, As long as they have... Um, um, in fact, no, I don't think uh, they have a British passport and they have a Trinidadian passport, so they can come to Guyana any time. Really? Ask and the Dutch. That's pretty good. I mean, I'm looking to, to welcome you there. So. They can go to Stabroek. Stabroek. 
and border. <laughs> and border. <laughs> and the border markets, I'm sure, as well. And Vlesingen Street, my God. <laughs> Don't have these just these Dutch names and yeah. these uh, these canals. We need you back for those canals, I'm telling you. So you know quite a lot about the rainforest in Guyana. Yes. I mean, I've, I've been enthusiastic about mm-hmm. um, its preservation as mm-hmm. much as possible. Just a general... How does that work, the preservation? Um, I think there's a lot of awareness building. I think the idea... Again, I come back to, if I can just 360 degree on you, yeah. um, the fact that there's a, a negative population growth in the last 40 years has actually helped to preserve huge swathes of the, of the, uh, of the Amazon. Okay. Um, still a lot of cutting deforestation going on, but what could have happened should there have been positive population growth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bear not thinking about. Because to be, to be honest with you, I prefer living in, in wooden houses. They breathe better. Yeah, they're great. They're cool. You know, in the hot season, right? Um, every other positive you can think about that the house needs to have, in terms of materials, wood is fantastic. Right. Concrete. As long as you can, obviously, you can do that forestry industry. You can do it in a sustainable way, right? As long as you can do it in a sustainable way. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're chopping and chopping. Yeah. Um, how long that can last? But I think that just a look at other uh, alternative materials. I think that's the challenge now with with, right. with building. But I did some forestry work in in Canada. I was there a lot of tree planting and obviously clearing and spacing. Yes. Yes. And so yes. I know that the project that you just mentioned, uh, what was it again? The Eurocrama project. Yeah, they do that in a sustainable way and do a lot of research in that area as well. And they, they spread it out over ten year cycles, from what I understand. Yes, yes, they're working hard, and I think that's a that's a project that really needs to be supported, and and many more projects like that. All right. Well, coming back to the Amazon very, very quickly, just they, according to the law, um, they're basically 50% um, of the Amazon is protected by federal law. Yes. So that means that 18 to 20% is at risk. Uh, so, but yes. 50% is, is, is basically protected no matter what. Yes. How is yes. that in Guyana? Similar. Um, I would say it's a bit more than that. Um, is it? Yeah, I think it's a bit more than that. Um, and that's Mostly by accident, to be honest with you. What is the accident? The accident is a lack of development, um, lack of investment in the country Mm -hmm. outside the coastal areas. Mm -hmm. The coastal areas in the the Atlantic North, East, and the Caribbean Northwest, if you can say that, Mm -hmm. um, that seems to be the extent of real intense development in Guyana. Okay. It's only recently, actually, that people have gone south, or that there's been a bridge road between Guyana and, and Brazil that you can drive straight through. Didn't know you could. You can now. You, you can, can now. now, so there's a road. There's a road going straight to Brazil. What to is that Brazil. like, just, just like a dirt road? Or no, no, fully, yeah. fully paved, fully really? tarmacked. Really? Yes, you can, oh my gosh, you can. You can go straight to Manaus. You can, you can go through La Therme and you can enjoy the best of Guyana. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend it. Wow, that's an, I, I did not know that. Oh, I'm, that's I wasn't like that 30 years ago, you know. <sighs> I couldn't go to Guyana because I was stuck in, look, in, look, in, in the Amazon in the rainforest on one of those banana boats, I remember very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to welcoming you with a, a glass of rum and right. a big smile. Now, the article from uh, Condé Nast, it, it says you do not need a crystal ball uh, to predict the big changes in Guyana in the near future. So they say, go now. Before I would it say so. change, changes massively. Yes, I'd yeah? say so too. You agree? So it's going I, to change massively unless money unless, is being put in to preserve it? I think unless Guyana 
makes a decisive, all political parties, all um, stakeholders, yeah. general populations actually um, decide to really truly learn from the example of Venezuela, Colombia, Brazil, mm-hmm. um, fully, not only from the, non- the, the oil and gas industry, but also from the activities in the non-oil and gas sector. All right. Which, the, which, which, what are you talking about there now? I think farming, farming? Um, okay. fishing, um, there's not that many people there. You just say it's like seven, eight hundred thousand. So, yeah, but there's still a lot of nonsense going on. You know, in the mining industry, for example. Yeah. Um, there were examples in the recent past, very recent past, of um, I forget what they call this in the mining industry, where they hold the um, the extractive waters. Mm-hmm. It bur- they burst their banks. Okay. And poison the number of rivers and a number of fisheries. Right. The so name- they use water. To mine, they use water to mine, but they also I forget the the spillage is that, is that the right term? Yeah, probably if the water comes out of the mine after exactly. trying to clean it. Uh, the, the mine it goes back into the rivers. I take it. Or Ultimately, it does go back in, but there was a, there was a number of spillage in some of these holding areas. Right. Which, and, what holding areas are we talking about? Um, there's an, I won't mention the name, but there's there was one famous uh, mining company in Guyana where um, the the dirty water, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, spilled into the um, the free flowing rivers and, and destroyed a number of fisheries. Right. People actually died. Oh, really? And and fish stocks were reduced. Fresh freshwater fish stocks were reduced. That's obviously not good. That's not good. And of course, now we've got the other thing happening where oil and gas, oil and gas, yeah, coming up from the from the estuaries up the river. It could be a new frontier industry, basically in Guyana. Eh? Well, it will be. I think that um, there must be a lot of pressure from the US. There's a lot of pressure. There's geopolitics in play between uh, the U.S. obviously and Venezuela. That's ongoing. Uh, Venezuela and Guyana? Which way? Uh, both ways, actually. Um, there's still the desire by Venezuela to reclaim territory, which they felt they they lost with the drawing of the, the maps with when the British were the colonial. And there's oil there, I take it? There's something there. There's, there's diamonds, there. there's diamonds. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be they wouldn't, wasting yeah, their time. Right. It's, uh, a very, it's a very mineral-rich country. Yeah. Um, anything you think of that, uh, for example, a place like South Africa has, Guyana has in abundance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fisheries are extremely rich. In fact, Guyana is the Amerindian name for land of many waters. Yeah. So what do you need for industrialization? You need water. Water. Plentiful water. Yeah. Uh, the water is... Uh, so good and the supply of fish so good that Guyana actually has one of the the richest um how can I put it I uh, forget the, the the medical term but we have a our cuisine is is very rich okay you know you okay. will not you will not be hungry in Guyana right well, so it will be fish now <laughs> <laughs> anyway so there's, there's not there's there's no way around there's oil and gas it's Sorry, going yes. to come up, yeah. it's going to do something, but the government, from what I've read, trying to preserve it as much as possible. They're going to try and preserve it. Yeah. The, 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 Is money not going to talk at a certain point? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's talking already. Yeah. The elections next year uh-huh. are, are being essentially driven yeah. by political parties that want to control the revenue flow. All right. So the idea of oil rents is very attractive to right. a number of, of course, politicians of course, for of course, whatever not. reason. Yeah. And and that's the reality. We don't know what the saying is: money talks and something else walks. But uh, you'll have to you'll have to bring me I'll up to speed. We have to Google that. that up. I just came from church, so you know. You oh, know. 
All good. Then, uh, obviously, this is not the only one. Uh, travel and leisure. Uh, Guyana, one of the 50 best places to travel mm -hmm. uh, in 2020. They say Guyana is known as a land of giants. They must be talking about you. I, I like to think so. I mean, my daughter did say I was so big, black, and handsome. But I, I, I don't like to, to, to rest on my laurels. <laughs> no, I think that there's a, there's a lot of great mammal life in Guyana. Right. Big trees, big rivers. Mm -hmm. um, and big forests. A big forest, yes. Right. And, uh, you know, I have to say this about the Guyanese, and I say this as someone who spent a, a number of years away. Yeah. Guyanese people are very friendly and very welcoming, you know, for, mm -hmm. for such a poor... Well, not poor. Oh, it was oil. Well, what are you talking about? Let's, let's, let's not count our cash before we... Before we, we have it. Exactly. <laughs> but um, Guyana has a big heart. It really does. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not to say that you don't find the big heart in, in Trinidad. I think, okay, it's Trinidad, different. there's no forest. Eh? Everything is gone, right? It's not, it's not gone. And it's a very diverse eco um, environment. However, it's not as rich as Guyana. Right. You know. But if you fly into Guyana, you see green, right? Oh, my God. It's, it's intoxicating. Right. It's, it, it brings back uh, uh, a skill I don't have and a desire which I'm trying to... Uh, keep on the boil you know you you fly over from trinidad particularly when i come in yeah um you come across venezuela and you come into the rainforest of guyana and it's really it's hard to imagine the planet not being green right it's green from horizon to horizon there's not a building in sight one of the few places left in the world like that one of the few places left like that in fact you spoke about canada earlier in terms of the the, the forestry and uh, the work you did there yeah canada was another place that really caught my heart you know yeah i love canada it's a beautiful um, place uh alberta i flew over I've been i there. thought yeah. you know that that's a magical place and and in fact when i was in medicine hat of all places the first place i went to in canada mm -hmm. and i stood up in the um i forget what you'd call it with the savannah the highlands and i looked all around me and i just felt the buzz of nature around me it was really nice yeah really, really beautiful country yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. BC is absolutely fantastic as well. Uh, doing uh, the forestry work from a place called uh, Prince George. Or also I know known Prince George, I know Prince George. Called, called the pig for uh -huh. the people who've been there. Right. Don't know why, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, but the rainforest, there's another, there's another big advantage there, which is health benefits, ah, isn't it? Yes. Do you, do you yes. know anything about that? So, um, I only know it from the point of view of what you'd call in England bush medicines. Mm -hmm. Um Whenever I go to Guyana, I take advantage of all of the uh, the bush, what we call the bush teas. Yeah. How those bush teas haven't made it beyond. What's a bush tea? Well, it's things like, uh, we call it things like, um, you know some of the names, fever grass, which is. No, 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 no fever grass. No, okay. No. Uh, Congo pump, sweet broom. Wow. Things to make your knee nice. Really? You can be jumping over the hoops. My, my fiance has bad knees, so she'll well, be happy to hear that. Uh, come to Guyana. Go to Borde. <laughs> it sounds like, a, I'm Dutch, obviously. It sounds like a very Dutch name, man. What's going on there? Guyana is English. As a matter of fact, it's the only country uh -huh. on the continent that speaks fully English. I know the British held on to that for quite some time. In fact, when I grew up there, we at, at, at school, we oh, were only allowed to speak English. Really? Which means that my children now have to, are teaching me Spanish, Portuguese. Spanish is very useful. French. Don't know about that. And of course Dutch. <laughs> That's totally not useful. <laughs> I'm all Dutch, I, could, so I can say that. <laughs> all I could say after a beer in uh, in Rotterdam was bedankt. 
Very pedant. I think uh, I actually went to a pub in uh, in Amsterdam and I uh, was ordering something in Dutch, and they said to me, "Can you can you speak English, please? I don't speak any Dutch." My God. Yeah, I, I was like, "Yeah, okay, no problem." But there you I go. Don't know. No, it's it's very much so. It's the it's the the only English speaking country official language is English. Mm-hmm. Um, however, mm-hmm. um, with the Amerindians in the south, in fact, all over the country, there's a um, a rush to learn their languages. Okay, Portuguese is huge because we're surrounded by by Brazil, by Brazil, of course, by Brazil yeah. and yeah. of course uh, uh, Spanish speaking people too um, in in Venezuela and Colombia, mm-hmm. uh, very important countries. Yeah, um, you you mentioned change and the impact of the of the uh, the, the, the Amazon industries, the, these things I mentioned, like the bush teas and so on. Yeah. Really amazing the the extractive plants, yeah. the plants you can extract. Sorry from yeah. from the Amazon, which have great health properties, and that's different different solutions you can find in different areas from the rainforest. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So if that's being cut down, that's gone. Well, that's a, that's a, that's the problem. I okay. mean, you know, right from the riverbank um, plant um, culture, right through to, into the depth, into the heart of the Amazon, there's so much stuff going on. Obviously, right. the pharmaceuticals want to get their hands on mm-hmm. on some of that. Um, um, Which that's a good thing. They'll preserve the rainforest. It, it, it's or is it a bad thing? It can go either way. It can go either okay. way. I think as long as they're looking to um, extract and learn. And make use of. There's nothing. I have no problem with that. All right. So as long as not in a, let's say, just responsible or sustainable way. Then it if it's in a sustainable okay. way, it's a great thing. It's yeah. A great but thing. obviously, they realize as well that once it's gone, their it's gone. solutions are gone as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's not obviously not. Then uh, the Guardian, it's a UK newspaper. Sometimes I, I read it as well. They, come on, they, come on. They see that uh, Guyana's wilderness needs visitors, and it uh, does. That's how they can preserve a remote rainforest and introduce visitors to a stunning array of fauna and jungle vistas. Oh my gosh, you said it all. Wow, there you go. What can I say? But you know, one of the big areas for Prince Charles, he is the patron. I have to mention this. Yeah. He's the patron of Irakrama and his his sons have visited. I do do know that. I actually spoke with a guy last week who does uh, reforestation in the Philippines. Even he was British. He said, yeah, no, Prince Charles is doing a lot of good things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's visited Guyana many times and then particularly those is keen. Um, He's also running, of course, I have to mention this because it's important too. He is uh, involved with size whales, which, which aims to save... An area of rainforest the size of Wales. Right. Where's that? Uh, um, anywhere in the world. And in, ah. and in particular, Wales. Yeah, because the size of Wales makes sense that it would be in Wales as well. Oh my God. I'm going to support him. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he supports us still in Guyana because uh-huh. his, his input in maintaining interests in, in difficult years, let's yeah. be honest, you know. Uh-huh. Um, they say it's, it's, it's the economy, stupid, and that, that's been the case for Guyana. Right. Once King Sugar. Um, really fell down economically to support what was happening in Guyana. Yeah, I would say as long ago as the late nineteenth century, almost. Yeah. Um, what to maintain the economic well-being of people within Guyana, mm-hmm. apart from diamonds? And Are they well off now? Um, that's difficult to say. I think that there have been creative ways that have what can, without getting into too many. Uh, uh, deep descriptions of what that means on yeah. the ground, but you know, will they be better off with the oil? Oh, definitely. That will that will come back to the population because normally it doesn't. 
It'll come back to the population. Doesn't, it certainly does not in Venezuela. I've seen that yeah. firsthand, and I believe that the situation there is now totally mm. zero. People are basically yeah. dying of hunger, and that's obviously not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I think that the key thing is what you use, how you creatively create wealth, yeah. and um, how the general population can also be made to benefit. Yeah, not that um, I'm a socialist or anything like that, but yeah. I think some money should go really back to the population. Yeah, yeah. It, I uh, mean, the development yeah. of the country is crucial in terms of giving. You, you can't have these extremes of wealth and poverty that I've yeah. seen around the region. Um, it, it doesn't. It leads to bad things. Yeah. You know. So, we we've said in Guyana, and even the Trinidadians yeah. have said, you know, we hope the, the Guyanese learn from our example. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that there's all bad things in Trinidad. There's been some fantastic development in Trinidad. Mm-hmm. Millionaires have been created. Some extraordinarily wealthy millionaires have been. Created. But at the same time, the people have been left behind as well. Mm-hmm. And that creates another tragic problem. And so is problem. tourism the answer or is investment the answer? What What is necessary here I, to keep the rainforest the least amount of damage done to the rainforest and to any other area really by the oil and gas sector, which is obviously necessary for the, mm-hmm. for the country in terms of economic terms? I'd say balanced investment. What, what I mean by that, I think that um, there's a chance here with the revenue flows from oil that the supporting industries for the oil and gas industry mm-hmm. will help kickstart other things. Right. So uh, you think that that money might go into preservation of the? It, I sh- it should. It should. Um, then that means as well the money comes from a certain area, oil and gas, that they also have too much influence on what's going to happen to the area. Hey, uh, what can I say? You know, the the manufacturers of the UK had massive influence here in the industrial revolution here mm. and so british social development went down a certain route yeah um you just have to learn from history if you can do people do that not often i don't think so not often but i think that um, <laughs> i don't, just don't think that's going to happen you I, I think they need outside investment from an entity that's no, not no, directly I, involved no absolutely i think it has to come from a number of sources but i think that what's What's happening in the early 21st century is that people are more people, let's just say that, are more aware that you need balanced engagement with nature and with, pe- and with humanity's mm. impact on the planet. Yeah, um, There's just no running away from that. Even if they uh, withdraw from the Paris agreements of this world, mm-hmm. they, you know... Oh, it's only a couple of countries. It's like America, well, Australia at the moment, I believe, as well. Significant countries, though. Those are quite significant countries, yes. indeed. Yeah. Uh, you know, but they still say that there's more environmental work being done coming from the U.S. than mm-hmm. anywhere else in the world, even though Trump himself might not be behind it. Yeah. But, you know, the U.S. is actually doing so much. Yeah, you know, I've, I've spoken yeah. to, to com- American companies, yeah, yeah, yeah. So have I, as, yeah. as you know, yeah, you know from yeah, the, our yeah. projects with the Sustainable Development Goals. Exactly. Right? Um, a lot of work's being done. There's a lot of creative people a there. Lot of amazing work, but it might actually be mm. done as well because the government itself is mm. not standing behind it. So they maybe they think, well, we have to do more. That's possible, but I think that people who are interested are interested. True. And um, I, you know, I'm being driven because, really, to be honest with you, when I went back to Guyana all those years ago for the first time as a young adult, that's just, a while ago. That's a while ago, but. I'm in the gym now, so I'm working. It, I'm working on it. <laughs> I just thought the place was just really pretty. I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't that I didn't see the poverty, right. which, which is an eyesore. And is it's there, the, the poverty is, is significant with only seven hundred thousand people, eight hundred thousand people. That was it's, said that it's there's not, a poverty which is significant. Um, and with oil, poor is poor. You know, when you mm-hmm. see 
anywhere. I mean, in London, even when I see the people on the Strand yeah. begging for food, it's an ISO. Yeah. Shouldn't be happening. Yeah. But it is happening. Mm -hmm. And the same thing in Guyana, when you see unpainted buildings year after year mm -hmm. and buildings actually slightly falling down. Mm -hmm. Like in Cuba. Yeah, I haven't I've, been there, but I've heard that story yeah, as well. It's actually, I, I, I quite like that, actually. Well, it has it's a certain charm. Show, but it has a certain charm as It well, does have a certain it? charm. But in Guyana, you know, I remember, for example, Georgetown. Yep. It was called Garden City. Wow. I, I want to say that again. Georgetown. Like the gardens of Babylon, almost. Better than that. <laughs> <laughs> this was named by the British, the Garden City. Right. Literally, every, every, everything that you'd find in London yep. with, with these very... Uh, beautifully tended gardens, botanical gardens. Uh -huh. That was Georgetown. Really? It it really was amazing. And, and um, it, it was just a very pretty town. Um, great tree doctors everywhere, and then they disappear. Of course, money, you got to pay these people. Yeah. Um, the, that might come back. I'm that sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it will. Money money changes everything. Yeah. You know, if... and um, But there, there are still people, the recently retired mayor of Georgetown... Yep. who has been there since the 1940s. Right. He must be close to 90 now. Right. He, he and I spoke on my recent visit, and he said he remembers as a small boy, you know, just uh, even as a Guyanese and, and knowing very little else, yeah. just, just the sheer beauty of the place. And yeah. I remember that as well. So now that I'm going back, you know, mm -hmm. closer to the latter half of my life, yep. I can still see the... Uh, You're the not that old, are you? Oh, my gosh. Tell my personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about personal trainers, uh -huh. you've been to Sweden lately, have you? I did. I went. I was. I was. Uh, how, how long ago is that? Uh, a few weeks ago. A few, few weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yes. Oh, did you see any? There's a there's a Swedish fitness craze right now. Ah. Yeah, it's called plugging. Ah, no, I didn't see that. They actually they run uh -huh. at the same time they pick all garbage. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's a new craze. It's going all around the world, as a matter of fact. I miss, I miss that. I have to say, you miss, you miss plugging? I miss the plugging. Oh. I was spoiled by a, a, a very famous software company yeah. who felt that uh, I may benefit right. from, um, going from going there and mm. learning about how urban environments can be improved okay. by a consistent and thoughtful application of these new technologies of ICT and building design. Well, I believe in that, actually. Yeah. That I mean, and me. they had a, a wonderful office. Uh, uh, the only time I, I felt challenged, I have to say, yeah. and it was quite... When you went outside and it was cold. It was certainly cold. But it was actually the meals. Um, they, they gave us... Uh, it was pure vegan. It's vegan. Pure It's vegan. very good for the environment. Yes, this is, what, this is why we, we, we went all the way on this trip. Yeah. And I got to my main course of cabbage. Right. Excellent. That and sounds thought, wonderful. And it, it was very tasty. There's no way you're going back now and then turning that um, to Guyana. <laughs> to have some real food. My, my, no, my colleague, my colleague who came with me was desperately. Uh, thought it was it was uh, very funny what happened when we got to the airport of Stockholm. Yeah. Well, I ordered something. It was like a hot dog or something like that, <laughs> or a German sausage. Uh, it was steak. Steak. There you go. And a, and a and a and a chicken starter. Wow. He'd never seen me eat so, so far. All the good that you did for the world was like wiped <laughs> away in an hour. <laughs> Well, but I had I had my uh, my regression for yeah. one day. Yeah. Did you hear about that Kiwi woman, New Zealand? Sorry, New Zealand woman. 
she actually drifted out uh, onto the sea from the Greek coast and she survived on lollies. So she was a vegan as well. I heard that, yes. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, no, I mean, I've heard people survived on, on very mm. little, you know. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. Lollies. Why not? Oh, could you do that? It's a good thing there were no McDonald's out there. So, yeah, yeah, on the know. sea, middle of the sea. Hey, <laughs> one Big Mac. <laughs> that might have kept it going for a while. No, but I think that um, the capacity for, you know, for creative survival is... I've heard of some people wandering into the rainforest and, and surviving on, on very yeah, little. Yeah, but there's lots of stuff that you there's can There's lots enter, of stuff there. Uh, if you know. If you know. And that's if you the, don't know, you'll die in the end of the day, yeah. I'm sure. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the rainforest in Guyana, um, for example, uh-huh. I don't know much about um, what they call in Australia, bush tucker. Bush tucker. Bush tucker. Right. It's another, another one of those words I have to Google. One of them. <laughs> and this is the name in, in Guyana for as well. You know, just living on on beetles, right. worms, right. Um, all, all those kind of things, those little fatty uh, um, animals, and the right kinds of leaves. Right. It's it's amazing. Even as a small boy in Guyana, I remember the thing I, I was greatly charmed by was the uh, those sugary leaves that you could eat, those edible leaves. Right. There were so many of them in Guyana when I was small, but I found them. And what if you eat the wrong one and then you pass out? Yeah, you can do. But if, funnily yeah. enough, you always seem to find the right one as okay. a child. As a child, yes, maybe. You learn. <laughs> Live and learn. learn yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, since you've been in Sweden and no conversation about uh, sustainable travel is obviously uh, complete without mentioning Greta. Ah, Greta. Greta has been named Time Person of the Year uh, 2019. Good luck to her. Good luck to her. Yeah. I mean, she's got a bigger influence. Obviously, she influences everyone in the world. Well, you you definitely know her. I mean, yeah. she's she's got the conversation going. That's a good uh, thing. Uh, you know, yeah, she's pushed it forward. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I think anyone who can move move discussion forward about how we can live better um, is doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I wish her well. I think that um, I've I've met some. Great environmental advocates, champions, I would say, who mm-hmm. didn't like her style because she's too aggressive. But sometimes you need that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what. What do you do? I mean, people have been, you know, walking around with placards for a long time. Yeah, and like I, the world is going under. Yeah, and I, I can't remember any of them, but I do remember Greta. Yeah, or Greta. Greta, at the moment, at least, he was actually also traveling home mm-hmm. on the train, overcrowded train through Germany. And uh, she was actually sitting down and took a photograph because it was overcrowded. And obviously, she's an influencer. Yes. what you do as an influencer. Not a bad thing at all. Not a bad thing. You know, but obviously she was a little bit, uh, you know, Deutsche Bahn actually pointed out to her that it would have been even nicer if you had also reported how friendly and competently our team served you at your seat in first class. And I have to say, Deutsche Bahn... You have my heart too in first class. Yeah, like I do. I do. I do like the um, uh, the modern Germany in terms in terms of their capacity to deliver a product. Um, so just just from being spoiled, <laughs> um, yeah, Deutsche Bahn are good. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they get my. They get do you my have phone. any trains in Guyana? Not anymore. Not did anymore. You used to have a train. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. I mean, all of those countries that had extractive industries, yep. it's wood. Oh, it's the mines. There must be trains. Mining, there has yeah, to be yeah, trains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, uh, the, the problem with the, w- the way the… Maintenance. Res- it costs a lot of money, I think. Maintenance and actually who, who had the technical skills. Because remember, ah. it was the British that had the technical skills. Yep. And they, they protected those areas 
vigorously. Right. Did I say when that the nicely? British were gone. When the British were gone, the technical skills left. Right. So uh, nobody was really trained. So during. people that that you know grow up in Guyana, they have mm -hmm. an education mm -hmm. like you have. Yes. Do they leave the country or do they stay? Um, I think most. I mean, I have to say, I was an, uh, as part of the troop that came with my mother. I was an economic migrant. Right. Um, what we found in a country as wealthy as Guyana, that once infrastructure falls down, and it's about people. When people aren't there, mm -hmm. stuff falls down even faster. Right. Even though the country... That's going to change, right? It's going to change. People are returning. You're going back. I'm going back. Hmm. Um, I even saw the English there. I thought, my God. Really? I saw the Dutch there. My God, like the old times. Like the... <laughs> Before they swapped the countries. Before they went to Suriname. What year was that? Well, uh, to this morning, I have to say, I did, I did a little research. I thought it was when New York, New Amsterdam became New York. Uh -huh. um, but it wasn't. It was in the 17-something, wasn't it? Uh, that was in the 1700s. And yeah. uh, the, the change from Longchamp. Which, Longchamp, that is not mm. Dutch. That's, that's French. Or ah, but uh, the French, the French, the French. They were defending the Dutch. Were they? They were. They uh -huh. were defending that. I think it was the Seven Years' War. Yeah. And um, the French came down, uh, fought alongside or, or on behalf of the Dutch, were compromised by the Napoleonic Wars in the early, is it early 19th century. And the British uh, got the control of the three major regions, uh, Demerara, Essequibo, and I forget the other... My God, You're speaking God. French to me now, man. <laughs> yeah, the no th pun intended, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the three regions uh, uh, came together as one, and uh, Longchamp became Georgetown, uh -huh. which was amazing. Or George Town, George, the town, the town of George the Third. Right. So, um, which became one word, of course. Um, a great city. A uh, great small city, but again, you know, with 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 sugar being the main product, a cons uh, an important consumer consumable. Yeah. What happened to the sugar? Uh, people got bad teeth, so they didn't buy sugar anymore. Well, I mean, wars wars came. Alternatives like the beet sugar industry kicked, yep. kicked in, yep. um, and they hadn't decided what else could sugar could be used for. Than the it wasn't sugar sugar beet. It was. From sugar cane or something. Sugar cane, yeah. yeah. Um, so rum, molasses, mm -hmm. uh, sugar, processed sugar. Um, recently, of course, they're, they're using the sugar for, for fuels mm -hmm. and so on. But that's just a recent development. I'm sure there's other things they can use the sugar for. Mm -hmm. um, but it was driven mostly by taste, cons consuming taste. Right. Okay. Um, something may came out, come out of it, something new. You, who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who it's, knows? it's like um, the thing I like, the idea of is bananas. Strange thing to go to, I know. What can I say? Okay. But you know the husk, the 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 the, uh, the skin of bananas, and coconut. Yeah, this is another. It's a very fibrous thing. Once you crack open the coconut, yeah, what can you do that? I'm sure those fibers can be used for things. Okay, because um, it's like it's like a thread. Uh -huh. you, know, you can pull them down into into, into threads. Right. And it's a it's a it's a very um, is it porous? Is that what you'd say? Um, it's a very strong thread. Okay. So it's a question of how far you want to go with that. Right. You know, they've just discovered that coconut water is very good for you. All right. Not just good for your daughter. No, good for me. Good for you. <laughs> Excellent. So we'll see where Guyana is in uh, 10, 20 years' time. But right. I hope that, uh, I hope that uh, 
they'll preserve it. I hope so too. I hope so too. And and as I said, you know, because we need visitors uh-huh. to help with that preservation, I, I look forward to welcoming you. Of course, of again. course, I'm, I'm, don't, I'm coming soon. I'm don't coming let me soon. drink all that rum alone. I no, feel, I what do you mean? Feel, you have rum? Is that? Is oh it? my God, it's a guy and his greatest secret. You know, the, no, I never the, heard. That. I thought well, rum was something from Cuba. Oh my God, please, salsa, salsa, merengue, <laughs> son. Leave the rum to the Guyanese. We're going to... No, actually, you know, on a serious note, Guyana has been producing one of the best blends, if not the champion blend. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a brand called El Dorado. El Dorado. El Dorado. That's from when they were looking for the city of gold somewhere in the jungle. Don't tell me that's Guyana. Oh, my God. I thought it was, it was somewhere in Africa where they did that. You've pulled it right out of my mouth. El Dorado is, is Guyana. It's Guyana. Guyana is El Dorado. So when you think about El Dorado, we're going to look for the city of made out of gold. Yes. Then you're talking about Guyana. Or the golden opportunity. Golden opportunity. Ah, that is Guyana. That is Guyana. Excellent. We'll leave it at that. Courtney? Yes. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a good flight. And the next time we speak, yeah. uh, I'm gonna, it's going to be from an informed position. <laughs> I would have returned from visiting much more of the homeland. Yeah. Are and, you going uh, into the jungle? I'm definitely going into the jungle. Yeah, uh, you can you can also climb uh, Roraima as well. Eh? Is that not correct? From, that's Roraima. Uh, yeah. Roraima was only in Venezuela, but half of it seems to be in Guyana. In Guyana, yeah. So I'll, wow. I'll be going to Roraima. Yeah. Uh, definitely want to go to Irakrama, the eco lodges, and just spend some time there, just learning a little bit about the country. Yeah. Um, Kaijo Falls, I've never been. I hope to speak with uh, the gentleman there soon. Actually, send him an email. But I I hope you do. Yeah, he's he's crucial to whatever's going to happen down there. Is he? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, any investment that can be facilitated to that great gentleman, yeah, um, let him have it. And soon. And very soon. Okay, Courtney, thank you. Thank you very much. That was the podcast with Courtney Harewood. It was great to have him on the show. I'll put all the links um, in the show notes. You can find the latest news uh, on sustainable travel on podcasts.earth and also on a travelcompanion.com, which also goes to podcast.earth. Thank you for listening and please tune in next time to a travel companion for the latest news in responsible travel, sustainable travel, wellness travel and inspiring travel tales.